0: going on you guys and welcome back to another episode of the east coast browncast in today's episode we got a lot going on in the nba we just did a pod not too long ago but in that short amount of time a lot of shit has happened and you know we've got some players coming back stronger than ever we've got some players starting to fall off and this goes the same for some teams as well so is there any impact players that you guys can think of right now off the top of your head that that we should talk about in this pod
1: I mean, I can easily think of one and that is my boy Donovan Mitchell, D Wade two point oh. I love this guy. And he's D. Wade
0: two point oh.
1: Hey, even D Wade himself said it, man. You you he didn't hear um when he was on TNT. But anyways, Donovan Mitchell's been in, in like the pickup of the season, like you know when cool. trades happen, like I, I can't believe the New York Knicks passed on Donovan Mitchell, but that's a whole nother topic. But you know, the Cavs won big time with this trade because Donovan Mitchell just took Cavs to a whole nother level, um, you know, and it's felt from, you know, Darius Garland all the way up to like um, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, you know, like he is really involving the entire team. You know, um, there's no problems with like usage rates. Like, you know, the ball's being shared by everyone. Everyone's doing incredible. Um, Donovan Mitchell is actually being really efficient on the court. I think, and and it's because of his teammates. You know, um, Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley—they're great uh, screen setters, um, giving them wide open looks. You know, Darius Garland has become like a really good uh, um, passer this season. And it's just like I—I I would credit a lot of that to Donovan Mitchell's leadership and his just talent, and uh, you could see it uh, to, uh, with the Cavs being in the third seed right now. You
0: know, the, the crazy part about it is the last season, everyone kind of wrote him off. Um, he went from being the season prior to last season to being considered like a top fifteen player to kind of falling off. He had a ton of critique, especially with him just looking to score, really more than facilitate the ball, namely to Rudy, which, I mean, could be understandable. But, like, the type of shots he he was taking weren't really the best shots. They were kind of selfish shots. And the amount of critique he got is just crazy, considering that he changed that completely about his game. And I don't know if it's because it's on the Cavs, the coaching, or he just kind of flipped a switch in his mentality as a player. But he's been a huge impact player and arguably, like, one of the best, starting lineups out there and I don't know I don't know what the switch was that he you just you the
1: number one defensively right now which is crazy for a backcourt that
0: yeah. ooh
1: yeah and like that's the thing a lot of people wrote off his defense i feel like the last two three years yeah 100 um, because like his rookie years uh sophomore year like he was known as like you know D-way 2.0 because he was a great defender and he was a great uh um, finish at the rim, but he's doing everything right now, and he's keeping his teammates involved, which is great.
2: I'll, I'll take it like a little step further. I think he's D-Way 2.0 with a with a jump shot, like he like hey, he hey, could. D-way he had
1: a jump shot. Come on. Now. Nah,
2: nah. He 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 can actually do He, he can actually to three the way Donald Mitchell three. No way.
1: Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you that. But I, I don't think in in like D Wade's prime, like three pointer or shooting wasn't like, you know, a primary focus at that time. But, no,
2: uh, no, I, I understand. I understand, but he's so I'm gonna shoot with D Wade. But no, yeah, I I was I agree with uh, I agree with Narf, like I was one of the people who said that um I like the Cavs. I like like the the lineup that they have, like the whole like 13, 14 man squads they have. I was just skeptical about their backcourt defense, but they, like, proved me wrong. They've been literally amazing. Like, and, like, like, like North said, like, like, Donovan Mitchell's, like, leadership, like, he, like, and, like, and on the top of, like, the usage race, like, no one cares. Like, the other day, like, I have, I have a um, uh Jared Allen on my uh, fantasy. That one night, he gave me, like, he dropped, like, Twenty nine and like fifteen boards. Other night he dropped like nine and eight boards, but they they both uh, both nights they won like by margin. So you know like like that that's the thing. Like no one cares. Like everybody's main focus is trying to win. And I think they could be a good competitor in the East. Like they like I know it was early on like early season, but they beat Boston in like two good games. I think they beat Boston twice, right? I
1: I could yeah. be wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, they beat I think them they twice. Beat, Twice in overtime, they
1: beat Boston twice in overtime. Exactly, overtime. So,
2: yeah, whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa. that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, in overtime, but still, <laughs> yeah. hey, a, loss
0: down. a loss. It's not a, it's loss not a is big a
2: deal. Nobody Loss is a that, loss, that, but that that speaks to how good this team is. Like they, I, I personally believe Celtics are probably the team to beat. Oh yeah, so for sure. So I, think I, have, I have, them as like in my championship favorites. So they beat them twice. Even though it's an overtime, like, that means – that shows you, like, okay, like, because Boston's a big team. Like, they're tough teams. If you could go in overtime with a tough team like that and then still come out as a win, I think that that, that speaks more volume than just getting a dump. Like, Uh a normal
0: two wins over them, personally. No, that's a fair point. I'll be honest about this um, Cavs team. They're one fucking scary team, man. Like, one through five, they honestly have, like – the scariest team that I can think of and I, I'm a Celtics fan but I I get intimidated by the Cavs like they're one through five man we've got Garland Mitchell I mean Lavert is probably the weakest link there and then Mobley and Jared Allen but what really stood out was the way that Donovan Mitchell just took over the game that second game that the Celtics played against the Cavs nobody could stop him and he was just hitting tough jumpers after tough jumpers he was knocking the ball loose he was really handsy with tatum and it was you know it was crazy to see like that this is the same player that everyone like you kind of wrote off i mean he wasn't really considered a high defensive level player i mean he is six foot one which is very undersized for our guard especially a two guard but he has the um the wingspan he's got a six foot ten wingspan and with a six foot ten wingspan you can do a lot with that and i think mitchell's putting that to use now, especially now on the Cavs.
1: You know, uh, one thing that you mentioned is they have a really good one uh, through five, but they also have a good bench too. They have, we, we always forget about Kevin Love. Kevin Love still plays at a very high level, like, you know, 20 minutes off the bench, even like, he will perform, he will get his teammates involved, like, people forget he was an all-star talent, and, you know, he still has that basketball IQ, then there's, um like, you know, like, uh, Chetty Osman, and then there's, like, Isaac Okoro, like, you know, they have a lot of talent on that team, and if one team can really compete and, like, be a threat to the Celtics, I think it's the Cavs, for sure.
0: Agreed, man. I I really don't want to play them in the playoffs. I'm hoping somebody somebody can take them off, Russ. It's going to be one stressful series.
2: They're one of the least, like, I'd say fifth, sixth option is Karis Levert. And honestly, I would have – there's probably, like, 29 or, like, 28 teams in the league. I would rather – I would have Karis Levert as, like, a role player. And then that shows how good this team is, you know? Like, it's crazy. And again, Kevin Love. Kevin Love is Kevin Love is really underrated, honestly. Like what he did for Don't the Cavs, hurt. what he did for the Cavs, and then that um, in that finals run. Like he actually like defended like the last play. Who who defended who's on uh who's on Curry? That was Kevin Love.
0: Okay, let's not get let's not get too he, crazy. That's not the same Kevin Love, but uh, yeah. but he's
2: not the same Kevin Love. But he's still like. A smart player, like yeah, I, I know, give that I, to you.
0: He's a high IQ player. I, I'll give that to you, but let's let's not get too crazy.
2: He's a high IQ veteran, and he's been he's been on a championship team, and he so he like you know they, 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 they there's always that saying like oh it's good to have veterans on the squad like that like Udals you know, has one like um who's it I I don't know if you could use Jared Dudley as an example for the 2020 Dudley. Lakers like. Like But, like, stuff like that. Like, you know, it's good to have, like, a veteran presence. So, yeah. Cavs are scary.
0: That's fair.
1: On the other end of the spectrum, though, um, I'm sorry cut you off, Ray. Uh, Do you want to continue?
0: No, you're good. Go ahead.
1: No, I was thinking about the Pelicans, though, on the other end. They're, what, number one seed in uh, the Western Conference right now, which is insane. And I think we could all credit that to Zion Williamson.
0: What do you think? Uh, honestly, man, this Pelicans team is like they're a unique team, man. Like they've had so many, I guess, injuries, but they're still su- sustaining excellence. Like, Brendan Ingram has been out the last few weeks. C.J. was sick for a little bit, and really, that's the only time that Zion's really been healthy this season, other than the first few games. And he's taking over, man. There's this one picture of him doing like a crazy dunk, that's And three sixty windmill. No, 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 not that one. It, oh, it's okay. like it's a picture. It was against your team, the Raptors, and all five Raptors are standing there watching him. <laughs> it was a really sick picture. Um, but but to kind of go um off of what you were just saying about that three sixty dunk that he did at the end of the game, I yeah. love that man. This Pelicans team has an edge to them. You know, Zion was pissed off that his team lost to to the Suns last year. He wasn't even playing. I love that edge, man, and I think that this Pelicans team has. You know, we, we talk about heat culture a lot. I think this Pelicans team is starting to develop that culture where they actually care about winning basketball. And that's not really something that we saw from, you know, previous teams that the Pelicans had. I think this team is different. I mean, we got Jose Alvarado pushing up, you know, disrupting the momentum every single game. Like, he picks up full court. We don't really have a player that does that. This, this is definitely a very edgy team, and I love it. Yeah, uh,
2: to piggyback on that, the Pelicans are just crazy because it, it's crazy to me because I remember a few – I don't know if it was last year or, like, the year before that. It was during COVID for sure. Like, it's when uh, season movie column got uh, traded to the Pelicans. And that's when uh, Zion was injured, you know. Like, rumors were go- going around, like, oh, is Zion over- overweight, you know. Like, should he, like, cut down, you know. Like, oh, is Zion is they ever going to be healthy, like, you know. Comparisons between Ja and Zion and Jaw has been like much better than Zion so far. And then CJ McCollum got traded. And did it was like the interview with CJ McCollum and this like a week or the, a week and a half, two weeks after like he got traded. And they asked him, Oh, CJ, have you talked to Zion? And he's like, Oh no, not yet. Like, you know, like going from there to where they are right now is just it's crazy. And on top of that, like I think yeah, the trade what they made for um with the Anthony Davis trade uh, back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, like you could say the Lakers won that trade because it ended up with the championship, and it could and it could potentially end up with more championship if they trade Russ. But you know that's a different story. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think the Pelicans actually won because, dude. This seems scary. Like, going into the future, they they have a really good core. Zion just, I just feel like Zion's just getting better and better, better proving the wrong. And then, bro, that 360 windmill, that
1: shit was... That was a statement for sure. Like, that, that was that like, no, we on the map. Like, you, you know, they put the league on notice of that. And I think, you know, like, Chris Paul and, like, all of them got real mad about that. Yeah, all. but,
2: like, yeah, like
1: fuck the literally... to time. I'm i so glad that the Suns of all teams.
2: <laughs> bro, I, do you know what pissed me off the most about that? Because Cam and Payne walking up like he was the shit. Like, bro,
1: Chris, How bro. are you going to be mad this. when Chris Paul tried to score with, like, with the game basically being over? Like, Hey, tomorrow. hey, hey, Array,
2: right, I told you. I told you. I said what I said about the Suns. All you the did. Suns you are all all the Suns are is Devin Booker and just over-glorified role players.
0: That's <laughs> all they
2: are. That's all. You, you they, know their window? Their window is gone.
0: You know what's crazy? Sorry
2: to sorry sorry, sorry to cut you off, Mark.
0: No, you're good. Sorry. I'll just piggybacking off what you said. ever Ever since that you you said that, you know their last two games was that where they lost the Pelicans and where they were down almost fifty points to the Celtics. So, man. You really put you really let everyone know.
3: Yeah, Yo. you're right. So AJ got the prophecy. So AJ, can you please say the uh Celtics are gonna fall off a cliff now?
0: Yo, wait, 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 wait. Hold oh man,
2: that's Celtics, uh, Celtics are scary. Celtics yes, are a scary team. Yo, say something that negative about them so it comes true. I mean, does, it's yeah. crazy. It's like
1: it's, Yeah. It's, I, I you, don't,
2: you don't even know between Jason Tatum and J- Jalen Brown, like who's gonna go off that
3: night?
1: Yeah, dude. And uh, then it's like,
3: but yeah, go on. No, I just find it interesting that, what do you call it, uh, you guys were talking about how Cameron Payne, like, you know, came up all heavy and stuff, I find it interesting that literally everyone got up off the sun's bench, not a single person went up to Zion himself, I'm like, you're, you're really gonna you're gonna act all hard in front of everyone else that isn't
2: him, like, yeah, man, bro, I didn't even notice that, you're right, they didn't even go up to that they, the, they went up to the coaches, bro like, what the fuck they up to the coach, don't we
3: Dude, i don't know like i always find that i always found that tradition really dumb like like oh, why is it everyone such a, have such a problem with like you know scoring they're
1: just salty, they're just salty that they they're lost. Just salty they're, they're,
2: their their window gone
1: i'm i just personally feel like their window's gone who started this like unwritten rule of not being able to score in the final seconds like i don't
0: know man i think it's dumb i i, I saw a tweet about that and it's like I want to see beef in the NBA, man. I want to see them hating on other teams. Oh, fine. Yeah. I love that, man. Where's that intensity? Play the end of the whistle, man. Where is that? Dude, I would,
1: bro, the, the, I would definitely do that every game if I had the chance.
2: The the funniest one I don't know if you guys remember back when uh Lance Stevenson did it on DeMar DeRozan. Bro, I remember yeah. that? That was a sick picture, <laughs> bro. It was hilarious. <laughs> there, there was a picture on it too. I remember there was a picture on it. Bro, oh, I
3: gotta man. find it, but I remember that picture. Dude. Like it was what is it? Uh, uh, P.J. Tucker and like DeMar DeRozan all up in Lance Stevenson's face, like with extreme like animosity. I was. I was like, I was feeling. Oh that
2: yeah. Way. That oh really? yeah, PJ Tucker uh, was there too. I remember. Oh, hey, shout out, PG Tucker, man. Dude,
3: that guy is. That guy is. That guy is the literal manifestation he's, of 3ND.
2: He he's washed now, I, but, I mean, but dude, it is pro. But he, he did help a lot of teams though. Like he helped the Bucks out that one year when they won.
1: That,
0: that's a, a fair Peter point, Tucker. man. Bro, I, I, man, it sucks because you don't you know, like. The Sixers gave him such a huge contract, but he, he's like, at one point he went on a stretch where he got zero points in like maybe five straight games. So
2: yeah, he, he he's not what he once was. He's he's, old, he's pretty old too. Yeah, he he got into the league pretty late, and I mean it's not not really his fault, but he was a good player. He he did really good against the Celtics in the Eastern Conference final, yeah, Eastern Conference Finals last year. He did pretty good. He was, you he had a lot of quarter
3: threes. Yeah, basically. But, I think he was a leader for that shit. So.
2: Yeah, no, he he's a good. He, he's good for the. Yeah, he just took a dip this season. I don't know why. You know got else,
3: paid, bro. Bro, you know who oh. else took a dip, but not really. AD.
2: What no? AD. He,
3: he, yeah, 100%. he took he took a bit of a dip, but then he turned it around recently. Uh, <laughs> do you really think like you know the? You really think like the Lakers can turn it around? Like I'm not, I'm just not convinced.
1: Um,
2: it, it's just, I think no. I mean, he's he's still balling out. Like, like, well, okay. Not... I I just I just think that I'm sorry, sorry. I just need to say, this. Okay, I just ahead. think <laughs> they need a trade. They need to make that trade. The Pacers trade. They just need to go for it. I'm sorry, Russell Westman has been doing good, but they need to make that trade. They don't not have shooters. It's and it's not Russell Weston's fault right now. Like if they have if they if they were smart if they wanted to keep Russell, they sh- they should have signed shooters, not Lonnie Walker, not fucking. I guess none. He was already signed, and he did good with the Heat, so we can't really blame the Lakers for none. He's just not panning out. Who the who's that dude from the the Warriors? Juan Toscano-Anderson. Like, oh, yeah, bro, he got
0: hurt, yeah. Way, way
2: aside Even if he didn't get hurt, bro, he's, like, only reason he's, he's known is because he had that one crazy dunk devil Like Rookie. Besides that, he just, like, literally shit. Oh, he was a good but role player. I, the, he, I, I mean, yeah, know, but I
1: don't
2: know. Yeah, no.
0: Nah.
2: He's, uh-huh. like, he's a good role player if you have shooters. But, yeah, no, they should have made that. They need to make that trade with the Pacers.
0: Let, let me put this I'm into saying. perspective for you, because you were you were talking about who they signed this offseason. Yeah. They got Pat Beverly, who I mean he's he's all right. He's a pretty good shooter, um, but he hasn't been really. He's doing ass. Yeah. yeah. Then we got Lonnie Walker, Dennis Schroeder, Damian Jones, Thomas Bryant, Troy Brown Jr., and real, Juan real, Toscana real, anderson That's who they got real, this year, real,
2: man. Real, real talk. Uh, I can't even complain about Lonnie Walker because Lonnie Walker's a baller. Like he's literally, I think he dropped twenty plus points almost, like, three-fourths of the game. So, like, you can't even, like, like, yeah. Like, he he can't shoot, but he's a good player. Like, they should just got shooters. That's it. Sorry. I keep cutting you off. My bad. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. My point was just, like, what are the Lakers doing, man? Like, these are the players that they're going to sign and expect to compete. Like, we know they have, like, such great talent with AD and LeBron, but – it just doesn't feel like their head's really in the game. Like, they're such a weird roller coaster of a ride of a team. Like, they start off, what, 0-5, 0-6 before finally winning their first game. And everybody was like, all right, this team is not going to make the playoffs, especially when in the beginning of the season, they're like, all right, this team could actually work. Now, I, playoffs. I don't know, man. It's weird because then we got that huge AD stretch. And now it's it was almost like all right the, the playing tournament is definitely a possibility. I mean, honestly, were... it was two games.
1: It, it, like it's, it's a, <laughs> to call it a stretch. He scored forty four points one game against the Bucs. You were just against the Bucks. Uh, was uh, Giannis playing that day? I'm not. I'm not really sure. But he uh, was. He was okay. Um yeah. But and then the other game was against the Wizards. He dropped fifty five. But what happened after that? day-to-day Davis uh, came off. Yeah, to he got one point. And, man, he got that, the flu, man. He like got
2: that's minutes. the illness, man. He, yeah, yeah gotta he gotta got the illness. He, 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 he didn't get hurt. His, All right, his, I know what fight. happened
1: against Philly. He, he, I mean, he was going off. I'm not going to, you know, knock him for it. But, like, they ended up... losing. They, they blew it. Like, they they came so but he
2: didn't blow it. Like, like, like basically what I'm saying is, like, it's not, like... It's not the... I don't... I, I don't blame LeBron or AD whatsoever. Like, I think it's...
1: Well, yeah, it's not their fault, but they have kind of tied. Like, they, they can't
2: Exactly, Exactly, them. exactly. But so they're hooping. But like he, he's still, like, yeah, he, he had a two-day stretch of averaging, well, like, 45. He dropped, like, 44 and, like, 50. So, or, like, 49. But then he's still been dropping, like, 30-plus every other game he played. Like, they just need to pull the plug
1: on, like, Russ.
2: Just... Yeah, I don't, I
1: don't think, you, know, you, you can't expect much from russ uh, i i don't think that there's anything that could they can do besides like a trade and even then that's like it sounds impossible given their situation like no matter what trade they do they're gonna be on the losing end just because they're so desperate and everyone knows that and You know, like the only thing that they have that they can do is like they can make a push and like, you know, AD can continue playing at the five. And I think that's why he's doing so great is because he he's finally, you know, you know, accepting that he has to play the five in order for the Lakers to succeed. But not only that, Russell Westbrook's on the bench and like, you know, if if all things go well, like everyone remains healthy, AD continues playing at this high tier level. Lakers have a shot at playoff. But you know anything more than that, it's highly unlikely, and um, you know, for any change to happen, that also seems very unlikely. I think Lakers are just a very static topic where it's not like it's, it's just this is it's gonna be the same thing every single time we talk about them. Can they stay healthy? Can they do a trade? Are they a playoff contention team? I don't know. Like they they could
2: definitely make a push for for a play in.
1: Well, no one's maybe if, on a playing team man no no
2: okay but the playing teams can pan out sometimes uh, like 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 think about it this way back when Kobe tore his Achilles they were that season they were 17 and 25 people writing them off at the playoffs there was a 17 that's that season Kobe just Kobe just did Kobe and I feel like the Lakers team now is better it's the Lakers team back then so I think they could do it in a sense, and now they're the play in too. And basically, the reason I said that is if Kobe never tore his Achilles, I think in the in that playoff, I think the Lakers could have won the championship. Cause Kobe, cause that stretch, I think from January till the playoffs, that stretch, Lakers were the best team in the league from January to the playoff, that whole stretch.
1: Are you talking about <laughs> Kobe and Ed, man? That's two different teams. Like,
2: LeBron on it LeBron I'm not talking about eighty LeBron on it too like if that's what I'm saying but what I'm saying is if if they could make a trade get shooters
1: bro a, and make I... a strike no that's all that's, they, that's the it, it they could
2: make a trade there's, there's
1: so many trades on the table they
2: just don't want to give up their second round picks I don't know why D, it's gonna. eighty I feel like because even with
1: a trade at best they're gonna get Miles Turner and Buddy Healed and that's still not Buddy to- the shooter,
2: Miles Turner the shooter,
1: and the, and a big two. They're
2: both good players, really good players. I it 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 doesn't even have to be Russ. Just package someone else and it doesn't even have to be to the Pacers, just get shooters. Like im imagine a team with Russ, LeBron, A D, Austin Reeves, and shooters around right. that's that's a championship team right there the
1: kind of baller team. i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you why it's not a championship team all right and, and you're gonna love this because you're talking about kobe you bringing up kobe but you know when was kobe at his best i I think it was when we, he was with shaq right and no, i think Kobe would know
2: no no kobe no, no like well,
1: when was like the lakers team at his best with kobe right like when kobe and shaq were together like they were like the team i'm like that's the most iconic lakers team in my opinion like during the Kobe era no oh, yeah okay bro. I I agree I mean no dude and and if how good it, it, that Kobe and Shaq team was you, you know who's who's at their level right now Brown and Tatum like yeah it.
0: exactly
1: uh, Ray to tell us a stat please oh, all right
0: man yeah, so so in in our group chat I decided to throw out this random stat um and this statistic is wild. It, it's not, there's no implications. I mean, I'm not trying to make that implication before I get roasted. But Kobe and Shaq in their primes 2002-2003 season, they averaged 57.5 points per game. Well, now in this day and age, this modern era, so far into the 2022-2023 season, my boys Tatum and Brown are averaging the same 57.5 points per game. So I, I decided to pitch that stat into our group chat just to kind of you know get the ball rolling for some conversation. And I guess we're going to end that conversation here. Bro, I, could,
2: I, I could tell Rays like smiling. While I'm, I'm choosing, the bro. Time. Like, I love that this is right a conversation. <laughs>
0: man. I love that this is a conversation. But hey, man, is Tatum and Brown right now, are they at Shaq and Kobe's level? Or are they at least comparable? <laughs>
2: I mean, stats say they are. I mean, it doesn't mm. say anywhere in like the rule books sort or of the thing where it has to be a big and a guard. Like, and think about it, <laughs> did How like you got out? You had to give to Dylan and um, uh, Jason. How Kobe and Shaq? Think about it, Kobe. I think Kobe the top three player, and just think how dominant Shaq was. And two guards are doing that. That's just crazy.
0: All right, they're, they're not two guards, they're two wings.
2: Two wings, two, two wings. My, I think... Uh, the guard you. and Tatum's the guard, yeah,
0: exactly. I was just going
2: to say that. Brown the guard and uh, Tatum's the wing.
1: I just want I, I to like, man one thing to end this conversation, like, all together, because it's such a stupid stat to bring up, because you want to know something, Ray? Do you what? know what the NBA average is right now for per game, like, points per game? No, what it's, is it? I'll answer it for you. It's 113. Do you want to know what it was in two thousand two, two thousand three? Let me hear it. Ninety-five point one. So, like, okay. there's a huge discrepancy, almost twenty points per game discrepancy. So, they were scoring at that level when the defense of the league was much tougher. You know, like you oh, yeah, yeah, can take yeah. people. Like now, it's like everything is a foul. So, I don't want to even hear this debate. This is or not debate, but let me counter the, that. I, I,
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. My fault. My fault, AJ. But um, so back then, the league wasn't as depth, didn't have as much depth as it does today. I mean, we didn't really have Michael Jordan. He was on the Washington team at that time. There was no LeBron. Nowadays, there's so much talent in this league that the defense is at a higher level. So even though they might be scoring more points per game, I think it really has to reflect on the league being better on offense and just having more talent than at the time of two thousand two, and that, that's just facts.
1: Um, I disagree because around like what, like two thousand twelve or two thousand eleven? No, two thousand twelve. I, I want to say around two thousand twelve. The defensive um rules of the league changed drastically, and that's when we also seen a trend of like the points averages also.
2: Can I hop in on this too? Sure, go for it. I disagree with Ray too because bro, the era from like nineteen ninety eight to like two thousand twelve, I would say that era was crazy, hella competitive, hella competitive. You had so many, so many all so many Hall of Famers are played in that era. Think about it. Tim Duncan, Monta Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, uh, Jason uh, Jason Kidd. Dirk Nowitzki, Kobe, Shaq, Wade, LeBron, Carmelo. I'm just like I keep on going. Like there's more talent right. spread out. There's there's more there's more average talent that there is back then. But the stardom talent back then is not compared.
0: Okay, to so today. I'm just I personally believe that I, I get what you're saying, but my whole point was there's more depth in the league, and also if we're talking about the peak year of Kobe and Shaq, that was 2002. Before, we got D-Wade and Melo and uh, LeBron in the league. But, yeah, I mean, we also yeah, got a lot that of – we, like, yeah, go we, we, we got, like, a ton of Hall of Famers right now that are in the league. I mean, Giannis and Luka. Mm-hmm. Are, I mean, those oh, yeah, guys.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you
0: know, a Hall of Famer. I, I, so I don't
1: think that's a strong argument. But uh, going back to what you said Ari, about, you know, there's more depth in the league. So I I just want to say one thing about that. Even though there's more depth in the league, that just means that there's more options for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to pass, and like exactly that, mean, that means less defensive pressure on them because you know the entire five man, uh, you know all the five uh, players are a threat to score. So that means everyone gets not I wouldn't say equal defensive pressure, but you know. Tatum and um Brown aren't going to be as focused heavy as, you know, when Kobe and Shaq were on the court. And, and Kobe yeah, had to exactly. go against double teams, triple teams, and he was – he's killing them. And Shaq, Cole. he was bodying the center to power forward and, like, finishing up uh, the rim, so.
2: No, I'll add, I'll add on to that. No, like, yeah, Kobe, I think, personally, is the best, the greatest, He's a GOAT for the most the tough shots. He's the greatest tough shot maker of all time. I, even above. He also has the most misses. I, go, the, I mean, you miss, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> so, Bro, what's he, that he, to do
0: with anything? He has the most that misses has to do it. ever Yeah, so, NBA history. So, so. That means he's also missed the most difficult shots ever.
2: So? Does not matter?
0: Yeah, yeah, it he's does. So he wasn't really efficient. Yeah. So, so, so going back to what Narf was saying. Um, that's one way to look at it, that they have less of pressure on them. But another way to look at it is they're not taking as many shots as Kobe and Shaq did. Kobe and Shaq shot more shots than Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did. I'm sure that they this might not even be a debate. Meaning, like if if there wasn't as much death in the league, it's possible that Brown and Tatum could shoot more shots, which which they could average even higher points per game. So I mean, okay. we're looking at it two different ways, but. I mean, okay, real, we don't know. real
2: talk, real talk. The game is so much different back then. Look at what Steph Curry has done to the game. Everybody, every team has a wing stretch five type style of play. Like everybody's on the wing. Like the paint is literally open. Majority of times the play back then. That's how not. That's not how they played. That's how they played. Like, so. There was a, was a lot more compact, a lot more congested in the paint, and Kobe was scoring a lot in like closer to the rim than closer to the three,
0: and so just
2: and then another thing is, look if you put Kobe in today's game, and with his work ethic and epic, and like just like
1: he definitely have been adapted
2: how good he is he I, maybe he, but he would
1: have been I don't breaking records right now i don't
2: man, think he would have been a putting up
0: conversation man i don't think i don't even
2: know if it's the conversation like, i don't think he would be putting like,
0: up the same numbers i think you'd be pu- I, I putting i think yeah he, he wouldn't be
2: putting up the same numbers He would be putting up higher better numbers no he, he would be putting right up worse numbers man i better don't know no i don't kobe i don't kobe is no no. You could just see them. <laughs> what do you mean? No, right, like, dude this dude is comparing Jason Tatum. Kobe.
0: All right, I'm not saying that they're better, I'm just saying it's an people,
2: argument. People at home, this guy is comparing Jason Tatum, the guy who shot 26% from the field in the final. How much did
1: Kobe with, score in his final game?
2: against with Kobe Bryant, five time champion? Oh, that's because to he took
0: all the shots, man. Come on. Don't that, matter. Don't matter.
2: You don't think he'll, be, you don't think he'll be great? No.
0: No, he's dead. No, place.
2: Yo, <laughs> no, what is wrong with you? Yo, this is I'm done. talking. I'm done talking.
0: <laughs> oh, man. No, no, no. But honestly speaking, man, when there's more depth in the league, you can't expect high scoring from like one single player so i think if kobe was in this era if he was a young in in this era i don't think that he would be putting up the same numbers like i think he would be putting up less numbers again like that team that kobe played on only had three players averaging above 10 points per game the celtics right now have like six i think I think four or five players shooting above, t- uh, getting that, more than ten points. Defensive per game.
1: pressure on Tatum for e- so that's why he can take easier shots.
2: Bro, I don't know. man. It. Kobe is the best tough shot maker in the league. So imagine if he had help. Imagine how easy the shots. If if a, a dude's the best tough shot maker ever in the NBA history, imagine easy shots for him. That's I'm. That's all I'm saying. And on top of that, like, come on, man, like. If, like, Kobe does anything to win, like, in the NBA Finals uh, 2010, Game 7, he did ask, shot-ass, but he had 17 rebounds, 17 or 18, something like that. Like, he'll do whatever is needed for him to win. So, it, even, like, in, in this era, even if it wasn't with scoring, I think Kobe would have been a better player
0: than Jason Tatum. Okay, so hold on. Let me just say uh, a couple of quick things about the Celtics team regarding Tatum and Brown and White like this might help in this argument and then yeah, we'll figure it out from there. But anyways, all right. So this is a historically good offensive team. Like no one's ever averaged this much points ever before 120 points per game. This is historic and leading that charge is none other than Tatum and Brown. And it, it, it makes sense because they're putting up such high numbers that it makes sense for them to be considered in this conversation because it kind of the same argument when it comes to MVP. You look at a team, you look at a player who's on the best team or one of the best teams, you don't really look at, you know, who's technically the most valuable player, but this is just what goes into MVP, MVP voting. You know what I mean? So Tatum being the highest scorer on the highest scoring offensive team in NBA history, I think that matters. And that's why I think that, you know, Tatum should be a part of this conversation at the very least. Tatum and Brown, you know what I mean. Uh, I think they should be part
2: of the conversation because it is a statistic that is crazy. That you know, like I'll give it to them, even though like we. One thing I'll say this is we don't do this with other players. Like we don't do this with stats with like LeBron or Steph or KD. So, that so yeah, it it. I agree I'll, I'll give you that but I just still don't think that I think the Kobe comparisons and the Kobe Shaq comparison should come later when when it when it comes down to like championship like look if they get like two three championships you know they're putting up the same numbers then yeah the, that's a conversation then but like that, that that's what I'm just saying
0: I can I can agree First to that, that man they're they're not yeah. even in no, the program yet but I agree to that man championships don't exa- matter
2: Exactly, like both like twenty five or twenty six, they're still young. They're literally like my age. Like they're not even like they're still hella young. Like shit. Like they have so much, they have so much time. But yeah, right.
0: yeah. No, I I like that we can agree that there's potential to have this conversation sometime down the line. I like that.
2: Oh yeah, you can't you can't be an objective basketball fan and just not be open to the possibility of like there's gonna be a time where there's going to be someone that's going to break some record. And it could be your favorite player, your favorite team. And, like, it's just kind of hard to accept sometimes. But, like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to accept it. Like, personally, like, I feel like LeBron is a better overall basketball player than Kobe. But I mm. still think when it comes down to it, when You're it comes to down biased. to, like – No,
0: would. You would have to no, no off, when it comes shot. down to it,
2: I, I, no, I, I still think <laughs> – I have LeBron <laughs> one and Kobe second, Personally.
3: Dave. That's fair. Right. Fun because LeBron
2: just you can't you can't the things he's done, but yeah, I just I I'm not gonna be that person. I don't want to start this conversation, but I think Michael Jordan's a little overrated than he gets <laughs> credit for. But he's still really good. He's still a top three player. Like he's number three. I don't think he's the goat. Now
3: that's a spicy take, man. That is one spicy take. I'm gonna I'm to transition this car. This damn like things slightly so i wanted to inter- i want to introduce a new trivia segment so i'm going to ask you guys a few questions but well, not a few i'm going to ask you a question and then i want both of your answers and i'll take give you guys a correct answer
0: after the fact All
3: right. so sounds
0: good. sounds
3: good okay so i'm going to take it easy on you guys today as of right now who's the leader in the CISPR game in the nba currently
0: oh that's easy Tyrese halliburn done
2: yeah i will going to say anything tyrus haliburn we're talking go. talking to some friends yeah
0: uh, just, just to put that out there, Mark Smart is number five for assist per, assist per game and he's yeah. number three for total assists. Sorry. Had a, <laughs> leave a little home route me. Dude, I watch his stats every yeah. day, man.
2: No, that's good. Just the reason I knew that is because I'm Tyrese Albert on my uh, fantasy and he's been killing it for me. So monster, shout out Tyrese. Absolutely. Shout monster. out Tyrese. Can't wait to see him. Yeah, it should be. Seven.
3: Say so what?
0: That was that's right, right? right?
3: yeah that was 100% right Uh, now you you guys were so quick I was just as quick to confirm so I'm gonna have to dial up the difficulty on these questions next time you guys better be ready
0: I look forward to it all right cool Uh, outro was bro outro was all right man I appreciate everyone for checking out and listening to our podcast we really appreciate it we're also available on every stream platform so if you're on Spotify and you have a friend that has Apple podcasts or whatever they can listen to us there as well. And we'll leave a link in the description if you guys want to check out our website, but by the way, we got our first sponsor. So if you guys want to go and help us out, go to gosugar.com. It'll help you with your gaming use code ECB 15 for 15% off. So with that being said, peace out guys and take it easy. See you guys on the next pod. Okay.